welcome to episode 12. Oh my god. Go my again. Oh, oh my god. god. Damn it. That sounded so <laughs> <laughs> Slow down there, slugger. <laughs> Open all this in, by Dude, my hey, voice. that shot. one on, on the outtakes, Burris. Keeping all my this in. Shot. Slow one, dude. You need me to do the intro? Right. I found, you had I a lot of fun great. last night. You did, dude. I sound great. Oh, you guys gonna see the video of me singing with the band for a solid 30 minutes. Why would you do that? We know you gotta record a pod today. <laughs> Alright, let's go, dude. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <clears throat> Alright. Count it down, Burris. Three, two, one, action. And welcome to episode 22 of the Never Ending Glory podcast. I'm your host, Luke Grilly, and we are talking all things NFL today because the season is a few short days away. Uh, Jerry, it's been a long Labor Day weekend, but how are you feeling today? Feeling great. Absolutely feeling great. Did you know this is episode 22, so legally our podcast is uh, ready to drink. Uh, it's ready to go to the bar, get a couple shots of Three Wise Men, but you know what it's trying to drink? It's trying to get a couple uh, nice Moscow mules down with, with our friends from Buckeye Vodka and, uh, and make it work. It's been a great Labor Day so far. It's a fantastic weekend of college football. We got the Knowles tonight, and I know we got two guys on tonight that are Huge Knowles fans, one more than the other, but That's this right. is a big this is a big night, big night for uh, football. Yes, as Jerry alluded to, we do have two special guests on because we are pretty much recording what we like to call here at the Never Ending Glory podcast a megapod. So with that megapod, we have Sean and Mark. Uh, they are currently in Ohio right now, getting ready for that Knowles game. Sean and Mark, how are you guys doing tonight? We good, we good, we good. They couldn't even put us in the same room; they had to keep us apart. Two of America's most wanted in the same place at the same time. Edited, bleep <laughs> out. <laughs> lot of lot of lot of bleep buttons. Get it ready. This is going to be fun because you two sound so much alike, and uh, I'm hoping that our listeners can can tell the difference between the two of you. I fortunately can, uh, knowing you guys for about ten years now. But to the untrained ear, it'll definitely be challenging. So, uh, as Jerry said, we had a lot of great college football, seeing the future stars of the NFL. Uh, getting ready for the, the the season to come. Obviously, a lot of upsets yesterday, and LSU absolutely uh, what imploding last night or two nights ago with the, uh, the the late hit at the end of the game, right, Sean? Yeah, they suck. Don't matter. That's an average football team, poorly coached. They got premier talent, but they just don't know what the hell to do with it. Horribly really- coached. Horribly coached. What terrible. Don't ter- hot take my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a double hot take from the brothers there. But before we get into the NFL talk, obviously be sure to check us out on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Send us emails, negpodcast at gmail.com, and on iTunes, find us, Never Ending Glory Podcast. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. Not only um, will you be seeing us released on dynastyfootballwarehouse.com, but we have a bunch of great guests coming on over the next few weeks. And uh, as the NFL season kicks off, we're just going to be churning out content left and right. So please be sure to keep an eye on that and, and make sure to follow us on all different social media platforms. Um, but That's gentlemen, right. holler at us on the email. Holler at us. We're, we're trying to read some, some emails throughout the NFL season and answer some of you fools. Exactly. We'll talk all things uh, trade talks. Uh, if you have any starter sick questions, any d- um, daily football questions or da- daily fantasy questions, we'll do our best to, to get those answered live on air. Uh, but, gentlemen, we have the NFL season starting on Thursday night. The defending champions in a rematch against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Broncos and Panthers will be meeting in Denver. 
Uh, obviously, a much different team in Denver this year with Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler both gone and Trevor Simeon under center. Uh, but Thursday night football is almost upon us, so I'm excited. But let's start talking divisions. First, let's start talking AFC East, obviously very near and dear to my heart due to my Patriots' love. Um, let's talk. So so the whole plan tonight is we're just going to talk the different winners of the divisions as well as the wild cards from each conference. And then we'll all explain who we think is going to make it to the AFC or NFC Championship, followed by the Super Bowl. And then the offensive, defensive, rookie of the year, as well as offensive and defensive player of the year. But let's start AFC East. So, Sean, I want to hear who your pick is for the uh, the winner of the AFC East. I'm pretty sure I know the answer is, but let's do it for, for you know, semantics. Pat, Mark, your pick. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots over the Jets. Jer? I mean, it goes through New England. It's going to be the Patriots again. I don't see anybody else that can knock them off the top of that division. Yeah, even with Tom Brady out for the first four games. and Don't you know, matter. They're going 2-2, two and two, Luke. I, I agree 100%. Jimmy Garoppolo will be under center. 2-2. Two and two. I expect an opening night loss on Sunday night against the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, and then followed by you know probably a week three loss or a week four loss. Uh, they do fortunately have two in-division games at home. And they are playing Houston at home on a Thursday night. So I wouldn't be surprised if Houston came in and, and maybe knocked them off. Uh, just as kind of one of those surprise games. Are they at Miami? No, they're in, my, they're in New England. And who else they got? They got the Jets. Uh, I believe it's the Jets, Houston, and... They don't have the Jets. I'll tell you right now who they got, actually. Jets are week six, I believe. Okay, so they got Miami at New England in week two. Week three, it is... um, Wow, where's the Patriots game? Oh, Houston at New England on a Thursday night. And then week four, I believe it's the Bills. Yeah, that's right. In New England. Without Darius. Right. Right. So, yeah, without Darius, which will be huge. So I would not, I wouldn't expect – I would not be shocked if maybe Buffalo came in. Rex Ryan always plays well against the Patriots. Um, you know, maybe he just puts together a scheme that absolutely baffles Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots have no answer for it. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. But I think 2-2 two and two is realistic. Uh, you know, probably end the season going 12-4, and four, something along well, those lines. Well, that's my question is, is, is what's, what's the record with Brady coming back the last 12 games? I, I, I think – you, know, you, you I, I would say you could look at eleven and one and make a pretty solid case for that. I think more like ten and two, yeah. they get to be twelve and four. I, I just you look at their schedule and it's not particularly difficult either. Yeah, fortunately because they do play the AFC East, their schedule usually isn't that terrible. Obviously, though, with being a top team last year, they do play the division winners. So they do have Seattle, uh, Denver. At Miami in Week 17, which could be a letdown game because they always seem to have one of those like letdown games. At Pittsburgh in Week Seven is going to be tough. Uh, they got Cincinnati, but it's at home, so that's nice. Um, I thought they played Arizona. Arizona won the West last year, didn't they? Yes. Yes, they did. So yeah, that, so they got Arizona. They play Seattle. They got Arizona Week One. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's an L. So Arizona Week One, they're not going to win that. Seattle's going to be tough. Uh, hey, the Browns, last time they played in Cleveland, that was there, and they got their asses beat by Peyton Hillis, so you never know with them. Um, but no, I, 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 That's a loss. I think we are pretty, we're pretty much set on this being, the AFC East being a Patriots division. The Patriots, yeah. the last time they lost the division was in 2008 when Matt Castle took the team and was 11-5. and I believe uh, Miami won that time, so 
other than that, the Patriots have won the division seven years in a row. I expect this to be year eight. Um, but let's get to the NFC, the AFC North now. That's your team, or your division, your squad. The Browns are in there. I'm Browns, super- shut it down. We're done. All right, close the podcast over. <laughs> done. We, we good. So, <laughs> so the the Browns uh, potent offense that we've talking we've been talking about. You guys think that they're uh, that they're, they're not primed for an AFC North title this year or what? No, no. You're no. high. You can't go 2030. 2030 we'll get an AFC North title. <laughs> we ready, man. We coming. Okay. We're going to draft LeBron's kid. Let's go let's go look at it like this. There's no way we're losing week 1 against the Eagles. All right? That's I that's disagree. a lock. Lock. I'll I'll put my house payment on it right now. But I just, I disagree. we're not winning Anything's we're not winning a team. game after that. 1 and 15. 1 and 15. Wow. <laughs> 1 and 0 oh, baby and then I'll say 2 it. and 14. They stink. Sean, what's your I'll take? I'll say I can't believe I'm the optimist. We're going three and thirteen. I don't know which three games we're winning. I think what happens is they're Ugh. still professionals. I mean, that's going to be the angle I'm going to walk with. Do you want to play, the, you wanna play the schedule game right now? No, no, the schedule game is <laughs> pointless. All I know is I'm looking forward to about three weeks of RG three scrambling and doing the point, and then leaving with a gruesome gruesome left knee injury like do we, like do we make bets on that, which leg doesn't survive the season like right i'm saying left. it's the i'm saying it's the left i think it's the lead lead, lead leg foot. i think he's I gonna scramble out of the pocket try and plan on that bad boy and it's going down i hear you <laughs> so i mean maybe if josh mccown came in it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world uh, it wouldn't they'll actually have a better chance to win games <laughs> that's true so, okay, we all know the Browns aren't going to do shit this year. Now, who will do something in the AFC North? I think my pick is it's between, obviously, Cincy and Pittsburgh for me. Um, I think with the, the Tyler Eifert being out for the first four to six weeks is huge a huge blow to that passing game. Obviously, Cincy lost uh, Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu as well and replaced him with Brandon LaFell and um, that kid Tate or Tyler Boyd, right, out of uh, – where's he from again, Sean? Pitt. 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 So – you know, they don't have a ton of receiving options. They need a, a, a big season from Jeremy Hill and, and Gio Bernard in the running back position. Um, so I, I'm going to roll with uh, I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh, I think, out of the north. I think that's yeah, I'm, right? I, I got to go with Steelers, too. Uh, Not even a question. Yeah. So the AFC North and the AFC East, it looks like there's no question on who, who the winners are going to be for the Never Ending Glory podcast. Uh, Standpoint. Well, I so. would say that I'm probably I'm probably closer to Cincinnati than uh, being right there than maybe you guys are. It sounds like. Yeah, I think they're going in a different directions. I think Cincinnati's on the way down, and they're just trying to hold on with this with this crew that they have and the head coach that they have. While Pittsburgh is kind of on the rise for me, I I think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be one of the best in the league. Now, what's up with Cincinnati? They just continue to be. It feels like that you know their owner Mike Brown just never ever wants to make a change. You know how how has Marvin Lewis kept his job for so long? We saw him in uh, you know Hard Knocks just be uh, a vanilla coach and, and mediocre and really showing no passion and fire whatsoever. But it just seems like Mike Brown's too cheap to go out and find somebody else. Am I wrong here? Well, no, he's cheap, but you can't blame Marvin Lewis for Burfick and Jeremy Hill last year. I mean, they had the Steelers beat and right. They, I mean, that team could have made the Super Bowl last year if they get through Pittsburgh. It, yeah. Just the way that they play, physical and everything else. I, so I, I don't think you can pin that on him. And Burfick, I mean, you do have him on the roster, and you got Pac-Man, so you create that environment. But at the same time, 
if you know Burfick also makes that play as he's running through the tunnel. So you have to live, you know, live and die with some of that stuff. So I don't know that he should be on the hot seat. I just think he's on his last year, and I think he's getting up there in age, and I don't know that he wants to coach that much longer. I think the rule changes have helped too about uh, you know coaches being on the field during games and being you know in the faces of opposition players. Um, so that game should have went the other way. Steelers obviously showed their Steelers ways, and we saw what happened with Vontae's perfect. He couldn't handle like the jawing from uh, what's his name from the Steelers, Porter, Joey yeah, Porter, Joey right? Porter. Um, I do think that the the Bengals are uh, on the down slope, like like uh, Mark alluded to. Uh, but I, I can't see anybody else going and winning this division, but the Steelers. Their offense is still very very potent. Yeah, and the defense is starting to get a little bit better too, as well. So they're that, younger, that and those young guys have grown up a little bit. Right, right. Well, Bud Dupree's on the IR, so I mean, they they do have some injuries. The Steelers, that is. So who knows? I think it'll be interesting to see how that offense plays out in um, in Pittsburgh because. Obviously, Martavis Bryant suspended for the year. Sammy Coates was supposed to be the next guy to step up and, and take boy. over that production. It's my boy. Hasn't really panned out because Eli Rogers has passed him on the depth chart. Then, of course, what's the health of Le'Veon Bell? Could be a blessing in disguise that he's seeing a three-game suspension after tearing his MCL last season. And in 2015, when D'Angelo Williams played, he was one of the best running backs in the, in the league. So... Can D'Angelo Williams keep that up? Because he's getting up there in age. He's in his mid-30s. And we've seen running backs even fall off a cliff real quickly. So you know, in those first three games, they're going to really probably be relying on D'Angelo Williams more than they probably want to with right. loss of Martavis Bryant and nobody really stepping up as that third wideout. And I think Marcus Wheaton sucks. So, um, you know, he's it's going to be the team. That's nice. Thank you. There's <laughs> a running theme with your team, Jer. Um, so <laughs> between the two the four of us, AFC East, AFC North, it's unanimous. Pats and Pitt. I think AFC South is where it's going to get interesting because I know that I like a team that's made a lot of moves this offseason, and I think some of my other counterparts here might disagree with me, but I'm going to go with the Houston Texans winning the AFC South over the likes of Indy and you know Jacksonville, who's gotten better, and, of course, the Titans, who are just – I'm not sure where the Titans are at. So my pick for the AFC South is the Houston Texans. I'm right, I'm right there with you thinking that the Houston Texans are probably the most talented team. I don't know how good their defense is, and I think that might actually come to bite them in the ass this year in the AFC South. I'm actually picking the Jags. Um, I think they're the off. The Jags win a division? They haven't done yes. that since, like, 95. Yes, with uh, Mark uh, Brunel. Mark Brunel, thank you very Tony much. Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli, <laughs> he's original Jag. Natron means business. Jimmy oh, Smith. Okay. He he Mark okay. Thank you, thank you, but we're done with those guys. <laughs> They're not on the squad, but I think uh, I think they have James O. Stewart, <laughs> formerly of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> okay, Jerry, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're University done. of Tennessee. I think they have what it oh. takes to get it done to win that division. I think to win that division, you know, you're talking about eight or nine wins, maybe ten to get you out of there, or in. But I'm not saying that the Texans can't make the playoffs, but I think you might get two out of that division this year. Really? Okay. Jeez. Hot sports oh. the AFC South. Mark, what are your thoughts that, on that, That's two minutes on the Jacksonville Jaguars that might be the only two minutes we cover all year. You're Jury's true. That's very true. For the Duval County vote or uh, podcast listens. <laughs> I got Mark, the Texans. I got the Texans. I got the. I think the Jags come up. I think the division's junk, 
I mean, it really is. This division's is not that good. I'll tell you what, the Colts never – whoever's drafting for the Colts should be drug out to the yard, and they should have the uh, terrible drafting. A little Adrian Peterson style. Uh, terrible meaning. drafting. You need, I, I, I drag him out to the yard and shoot him. Like, <laughs> do that. Uh, you know, then <laughs> lastly, you know what? I'm going to say – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock you guys on this. I, I have the Titans last. But I think they could finish second just because I think they're physical up front. I like their line, and I think they're going to run the ball pretty strong this year. Mm-hmm. And Mariota, I don't know. He actually, he actually around, changed my mind. Sean. He came around a little bit That's at the Mark. end. Come on. And I like Come him, on. and he can move. No, so. I know Mark's on my side. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say the Titans are an up-and-coming team, but I'll take the Texans to win the division. They're most consistent out of those, those crap teams. So going back to Indy real quick, have we seen a team mismanage, uh, you know, their star quarterback more than what the Colts have done by, you know, by drafting Philip Dorsett in the first round when they had no offensive or defensive line, um, you know, b- not making major moves to solidify that that starting offensive line? The answer is yes, and we have seen a team. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers when they drafted LeBron James. I mean, getting these guys is like getting Larry Hughes and Damon Jones. I mean, we're watching it on a football field now. I, I find it funny, though, that this is coming from a guy that had Tom Brady and in one year in the playoffs had Rache Caldwell, P.K. Sam, oh. and a poo-poo platter. So we oh. uh, want to pump the brakes just a touch on, I, uh, I'm on, not, on I'm dogging not, them. I'm not disagreeing with you at all about that, you know, in, in regards to that. <laughs> However, they kept Tom Brady healthy because they actually gave him an offensive line. And you can win in this league with crappy receivers as long as your quarterback stays upright. And instead what they're doing is, is they're, they brought in – an old ass Frank Gore and Andre Johnson who couldn't hold up for a full season. Hey, like Instead Nick of- Burns says, though, Frank Gore pass protects the baby. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get fantasy uh. points. But Nick Vern loves loves him some pass protection. <laughs> so Sean, who's your my, pick my for the vote, AFC My vote is the my vote is the Colts, and this is uh, this is actually oh, matter. What? This is the fecal matter 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 <laughs> division of them all. It's feces. It's crap. It's steaming hot poop. <laughs> That said, I'm going with the best quarterback. I just, so the, that's the only rationale. I think it's a 9-7 and seven team probably. They could easily be the worst team in the division. I just – I'll take the quarterback. If, if Andrew Luck is your definition of the best quarterback uh, of the division – then, like Brock Osweiler's had a pretty good preseason. Like, where oh do you r- rank? Rank the four. Easy, rank, whoa, whoa! I'm just saying. Rank Jesus. the four. We're talking about preseason. This is worse than this is practice. We're talking about practice. I'm telling you, got benched last year by Peyton Manning, who couldn't throw the ball. He made two throws the whole playoffs. Two. He handed off. And then just prayed for turnovers. So what do you expect? Brock Osweiler got benched because he couldn't stop making mistakes. And you're going to come at me with Brock Osweiler over Andrew Luck? You're high. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, I think Brock Osweiler is going to be just fine in Houston with the talent surrounding him. He's just fine because he's getting paid every two weeks. That's why he's just fine. <laughs> and I mean, he's just fine. But hey, Andrew Luck is arguably one of the best. I think talent, talent wise, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That's fine, but he's not surrounded by any talent. T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief are not talented wide receivers in the grand what? scheme of the NFL. No, 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 not in the grand scheme. You're gonna of the have NFL. to cut that from the podcast. I agree with Burris. I agree. With I don't Burris. think those guys I are good. I do I, not think those guys are that good. I don't agree with Burris on the Brock Osweiler point. <laughs> 
because I think he's ludicrous there. But I mean, the the T.Y. Hilton is not great, not great by any means. Okay, if T.Y. Hilton was on another team, would you be like, oh my god, we got T.Y. Hilton? He's gonna yeah. make huge plays. And Moncrief, oh. come on, we've been waiting on this Moncrief dude. His body, he's got a great body, tall, wide, strong, but. Come on, he's, dude! It's not like this guy's 10. like. What do you? Listen, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give Moncrief's you. Moncrief's not five ten. He he ain't six three. He's six. <laughs> I we'll see. Look, let's look that up. Check. Stat check time. I'll tell you, he's six two two twenty two. Exactly, what? he's huge. He's huge. <laughs> he's a I'll big receiver. You- I'll give you Moncrief because we haven't seen him put together a complete season yet, but I'm going to fundamentally disagree with you when it comes to T.Y. Hilton. Yes, maybe the quarterback makes him better because he was pretty much, you know, not an unknown, but a third-round pick out of Florida International. But in his second year in the season, or second year in the league, he had 1,000 yards. His uh, third year had 1,300. Last year with a crappy quarterback play had 1,100 yards. So I, I think he's one of the – He's at least a top fifteen receiver in the in the NFL without question. No way. No. no. T. Y. Hilton. No way. He's top fifteen, Luke. He boys well, top twenty at least. He's he's a good he's a good wide receiver in the NFL. I'm All right. Luke. Would you rather yeah. have? Are we talking about? Are we talking about? Uh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are we talking about fantasy wide receivers? Are we talking about like legitimate? You take this guy that is in the top fifteen in the NFL. Like if I'm you're picking look- a team. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at a player who's had Check over a thousand yards three out of the four years that he's been in the NFL. And what's the record as a team? Because if I'm playing, if if I'm starting a team, he's not. Well, Luck on my was team. hurt last year. That, I mean, that's it's kind true. of a different okay, discussion. Like, right. Luck record. When Luck's there, they're they're a playoff team. They have been. Right in 2014, to the AFC, AFC championship, championship. Like that, that I'll give you 15 guys right now. Yeah, as Julian, soon as Arians left, like it give seems me a like, yeah. give me 30 seconds. I'll give you Julian Edelman better. Brandon Marshall, better. Jarvis Landry, better. Sammy Watkins, better. Don't say better Brown, after everybody. Better. Josh <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> yeah, AJ, I think we got it. Josh Gordon, AJ Green, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Josh Gordon ain't Al- played. Alan Robinson. Better if you're on the sidelines. Alan Robinson. We're at seven. Alan Robinson. Keenan Allen. Demarius Thomas. Nine. Demanuel Sanders. Nine. Amari Cooper. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Fine. Okay. So, so but R. what I'm saying Calvin is, T.Y. Hilton <laughs> is a star. Is a good wide receiver in the NFL. Mike he Evans. Is a good re- There's no question. He is a good receiver. I'll give. We him just wasted video. ten minutes on the worst conference in the NFL. Move on. <laughs> We're moving. <laughs> AFC West. Jerry, who do you got? Out of the West, I still got the Broncos. I think their defense is the best in the AFC. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Sean, I got you here. Me, I guarantee me and Sean agree on this. I like the Chiefs. I think they're very well coached. I think they got a nice little setup. I like what they're actually doing with their running back situation. They're going to pound the football. They got a really underrated defense. I like the Chiefs this year to win the division. I'm pretty sold on them too. Sean, what are your thoughts? I like the Chiefs too. I, I actually, I mean, they they gave the Patriots a game where they didn't really need to um, last year and. If they can just stay healthy, I think the problem with the Chiefs is they got a couple guys on the pup and this whole Jamal Charles situation. That said, it could be a blessing if Charles sits the first four or five weeks and then comes back midseason and kind of then you know carries them offensively. You know, after kind of some of the luster wears off of some of the things that Andy Reid does. So I like the Chiefs, but that said, they've got to hold up um, injury wise. 
So I think the AFC West is probably the most competitive division in all of football just Agreed. because I don't think there is one clear-cut better team, and it's not like it's a bunch of mediocre crap like the AFC South. So you, can that talk, being, you can talk to any team possibly winning a division. Right. Yep. And so I'm looking at I'm looking at um, out of the West. I like the Raiders. I think what they've done on offense and bringing Amari Cooper, re-signing Michael Crabtree, uh, Latavius Murray has impressed me as, as even though I just still don't trust him whatsoever. And Derek Carr has really grown as a quarterback as well, I think. And on the other side, Khalil Mack is turning into one of the best defensive players in the NFL, if not the best defensive player in the NFL. So I'm going Oakland. I wanted to say Chiefs here, however. The Jamal Charles thing scares me, and while Spencer Ware and Charkandrick West filled in well for him last year from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think that they're game-changing players from an NFL standpoint. standpoint. Luke, Luke, can we do a little uh, uh, never-ending glory podcast side bet right now? Sure. Uh, can I take to. the Chiefs? You take Oakland. Let's say, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, 50 bucks if the team wins the division. If neither team <laughs> nothing does, nothing you can claim on tax. It's nothing. Yeah, no, no, no. you want to leave that off when it comes to tax purposes. Right. right so we'll right, just right, we'll right. say we'll say a nice How about a, a nice. A nice, healthy dinner at the Oriole, located in Bria, Ohio. Well, we already have Ooh, a dinner a at the Oriole, so we need something else. Uh, you know, let's figure that out. I want Chiefs. You got Oakland. I think All Oakland right. finishes dead last. That's fine. We can definitely do something there. Hey, um, if you're a restaurant listening and you want to sponsor that, <laughs> bet, that's on you guys to get us up. What's the email address, Luke? Any uh, uh, podcast at gmail.com. We will gladly... Uh, place as many wagers as possible you'll get pictures you'll get pubs, shirts you'll get we'll get you a shirt we'll even do we'll even do a live broadcast from the from the the restaurant that pays us I'll sign money. one of them dollars and hang it on the wall <laughs> so i like that we'll figure something out once we get that first sponsorship mark we'll figure out uh where we're gonna go for dinner Luke, but, I, got, uh, I gotta tell you um you know, you said something interesting there. I, I actually think that the Oakland Raiders are the second best team in the West, and they're actually my wild card Ugh. pick. Wait, hold on, Mark. Who's in your playoffs? What what I don't get <laughs> is what Jags I don't get is you said no 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 no. What I don't get is you said that the AFC <laughs> West is the best, most competitive um, division in the AFC. I think the Chargers are dog crap. Like I don't know, I understand where you're thinking they're good. Melvin Gordon is is garbage so far. He's not proven anything. I think their defense is still trying to fix itself. You know, I don't know how Bosa makes them better right out the gate. They're still missing a lot of pieces. Like that team is like going to be. Down we love right. you, Joey Bosa. We love you. We do yeah. love Joey Bosa, but I yeah. think they're going to be drafting. Makes, the top you don't five. think Joey Bosa makes them better at all? You oh know, my you know, god, he does, but that's not that's not all the problems they have on defense. They still have Manti Teo as their middle linebacker trying to run True. this defense. Well, this is the top. They're going to be a top five draft pick team. Man, you got a shot at the Domer. You, you're going to have to make amends to some of like podcast him. listeners. Don't like him. Don't We're like big him. in South Bend. Well, Jared, <laughs> by competitive, I guess I mean that. Top three, KC, Oakland, and Denver. There is going to be a dogfight all season. You know, the, I don't mean that. Yeah. I'm saying Philip Rivers can go on the road and win at any of these three venues, and he has in the past two years. So, I think the Chargers can play with anybody in this division. He has, but he has Travis Benjamin running deep. You know, every Travis play. Benjamin was good last year. Yeah, but I don't think Philip Rivers can can constantly deliver deep balls to him and be successful. I think they need a running game, and I don't think they have it. I don't they think Melvin Dan- Gordon is the answer. Danny Woodhead, baby. Yeah, that's going to get it done. You know, running off tackle with a 190-pound running back in the NFL. Good luck, buddy. I think he's How like many teams run off tackle now, though? Five? 
well, regardless, he's going to be a pass-catching receiver back, but he's not going to get it done for them in the AFC West. If that defense is so good in, in Oakland, like we just talked about, and that defense is so good in Denver, like we talked about, I think it's the best in the AFC. You talked see- about preseason all this much. Oakland hadn't done a thing defensively in the they preseason. Also didn't have the Khalil, stats. They also didn't have Khalil Mack playing every game. Keep going. I'm ready. Oh. I don't like Oakland. Where do, where do we get off thinking Oakland's any good, though? I, think, o- like, I think Oakland's I, a wild card I'm sorry. It's team. like, I, I, I don't – sell me on Oakland, like, something feasible that they're long-term. Outside of Cleo Mack, who do they have on the defense? It's a great question. That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really make the argument hollow there, then, <laughs> Well, no. I, well, I just think that with, with Let's Oakland, just get to the wild card pick. They're going to be based around their offense, <laughs> and it's, it's Derek Carter and Amari Cooper, and I think Amari Cooper is just going to have a breakout season. So we know Oakland, we know Jacksonville and Oakland are in Jerry's playoffs. Who else is in this? Man, this the Browns. Play? The Browns made in Jerry's. No. <laughs> you want my wild card teams right now? I'll give them to you. No, I, I have my wild card teams are the Oakland Raiders and the Houston Texans. You picked Houston, didn't you? No, no, I said I did not. I took the uh, wait. Jag- the Jets are getting in. Oh, you don't have the Jets, Jets getting Jets in. Jets not making it this year. Oh my gosh! I think they, I think the Jets they, didn't make it last year because they suck. Yeah, right? I think they lose some games they should have won this year. Yeah, I, I, the Jets aren't making it. Bengals for me, and Denver. Okay, Mark. I got I got the Jets making it in the Bengals, and y'all better watch out for the Jets. I actually think they're in the best division of football. That div- I think that division's tough all the way around. Here's the, here's the thing with the Jets, though. That means that you're putting stock in Ryan Fitzpatrick not losing them a uh, meaningful game in December that they need in order to get to the wild card because that's what happened last year. December won't matter. Look at the first Well, he's on a contract game. here. Look at the first he's six on a- games. Oh, Are they getting past one and five? I'll tell you oh right now. Gosh, the Jets I'm not even going to answer that question. Look at the first six games, Mark. Cincy, I would not want to play at the Buffalo. Jets. Tough. At, that, that, that's you're tough. a Browns fan. You don't want to have to play anybody. I wish we could play Bowling Green. I'm not speaking <laughs> on behalf of Browns. I'm talking about the Jets as a team. I think they're strong. I think they're tough. I think they made some nice moves. I think they're going to be all right. Yeah, but here, here we go, though. First game, uh, at home versus Cincinnati, then they're at Buffalo, then they're at KC, then they're home versus Seattle, at Pittsburgh, at Arizona. That's a murderer's row for six That games. is murderer's row. But if you go three and three there, hey, I'm telling you, look out. Uh, they're, going, they're going at hey, best, two and four. Lunch at Chick-fil-A. They don't we'll go see. three. Lunch at Chick-fil-A. They don't go three and three. Those are great sandwiches. Did you know that the Never Ending Glory podcast loves them some Chick-fil-A sandwiches? <laughs> I don't I think, think Chick-fil-A is going to sponsor us, man. <laughs> yeah, we don't I don't think we don't. Fit I, don't I don't think we align with their values. Um, I'm rolling with Kansas City and Cincinnati as my wild card picks. It seems like uh, you know three of the four of us like the Bengals to still be competitive and still make it to the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City. You know, I don't see them winning the West, but they're they are a tough team. They have a really solid defense, as Mark mentioned. Alex Smith is able; he was able to get it done last year with Jeremy Mac- Jeremy Macklin. Andy Reid's done has been successful with running backs other than Jamal Charles uh, while he's been at Kansas City. So, you know, while I was dogging them a little bit from a non fantasy standpoint when we we're talking about the West, I think they're good enough to help them get to a wild card berth. I just don't see them getting past the first round at all. So. Um, you know, 
Wild card for AFC champions. Who we got for AFC champions? I mean, obviously, I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the Patriots as my AFC champions. Uh, All right. Tom Brady's going to be giving the middle finger to the whole NFL. Uh, so sick of that five. story. But he does it, so we're going to keep on talking about it. I do love the giant banner of Tom Brady they put up just for this year. That's going to be up in uh, uh, Gillette Stadium, overlooking. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, he's, all, it's, he's like he's like four stories tall. That's hilarious. He's always overwatching over his kingdom. Simple <laughs> I'm actually going to go Patriots too. Uh, I think they're still the class of the AFC, and you got to you got to win there. I think they got enough to get home field advantage, and you got to win in Gillette Stadium. Sean, what do you think? Shit, I don't want to. I, I mean, my first was the Pats, but I don't really want to take them. If you idiots are taking them. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go reverse jinx. I'm going to take the Steelers. I like that move. Mark? I never I never had one thought about it. Shoot me in the head. Oh, my God. I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC, and I don't think it's going to be a question. Really? Okay, so we got a nice little split here between uh, the two brothers and, and Luke and Jer here. We think Patriots. You guys think Steelers. So what are we betting on here? Um well, lunch I think the big at, move for lunch the at, uh, was Justin Subway? Gilbert. That was the big move. They made a big <laughs> trade here, and they got Justin Gilbert to solidify their secondary on their practice squad. I can't believe they had to give something up for him. I, they they should have gave us like three Pirani sandwiches, and we'd have been good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so AFC, like I said, Patriots and Steelers, those are our two favorites here on the Never Ending Glory podcast. Uh, NFC East. Let's let's switch over to the other conference now. Um, I know my NFC East pick. I think uh, once the Romo injury went, uh, the the Romo. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. The Romo injury came down. um, Keep rolling. I got to give it to the Redskins. Uh, You know they brought in Josh Norman, which was was huge for that defense. I don't think he'll be as good as he was in Carolina, but he'll be better than what they had back there last year. Uh, the offense is getting better. Better. Kirk Cousins can hopefully continue his his success at the quarterback position that he showed us last year. Continue to throw the ball to Jordan Reed, and, and hopefully Jordan Reed can stay on the field, which is obviously always a huge question mark. Uh, Jer, who do you like in the NFC East? I think it's between the Giants and the Redskins, and I think when those two play each other, they're going to split home and home this year, and then it's going to come down to who can not screw this up in a away game in a divisional opponent. And I actually p- am picking the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's going to be really, really tight, like a one-game um, difference between the, the top and then the next guy. Now, as much as I hate Eli Manning because he stole two titles from uh, the Patriots, I, I would definitely rather have Eli Manning over Kirk Cousins in a big road game. Oh, yeah, uh, still. So I, I agree with you on that one. Sean, what are your thoughts on the NFC East? i got to go Skins. I just... I don't like um, New York's offensive line. I think that's really problematic. I don't think they're able to run the ball at all, where I think Washington can do it a little bit or just enough. I like the contract years their two wide receivers are on. Um, Obviously, Jordan Reed and the guy defensively that uh, I think they can match up at least the giant acquisitions that they've made defensively. Doesn't the NFC East, and I feel like this happens almost every year, like we look at the NFC East and we kind of just say, there's really no clear cut number one team, and I know. Uh, well, bit- I disagree. If, if Romo's healthy, I I really like the Cowboys at least to win the division. I just don't like their their defensive line. But I feel like you could you don't have to be perfect in the regular season. I I don't right. think the defensive line will show itself until until kind of the playoff time. 
Well, and the good news for the Cowboys is Randy Gregory's 10-game suspension that he was facing on top of the four-game suspension has been uh, nullified. So he's only only has a four-game suspension in 2016. It's which still, He's still got a 10-game pending, and he's not very good, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he's better, he's better than the third-string defensive end they would have trotted out there. So I think Maybe they'll trade for Mingo. I don't know. No, Bingo's been playing great in the Patriots. Everybody loves him in New England. Oh. So, so Sean, take you're that pick- back, Luke. Take that back before we <laughs> no, start. I'm not. You should have heard them raving about him when he had his first strip sack and followed by yet another strip sack. Didn't we just get done talking about that it's the preseason? Come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> I mean, Mingo, seriously, Mingo dude, you must think not we don't know our Mo- stuff here, Luke? I yeah, mean, you're Mingo having us on the show, Mingo. and now you're telling yeah. us that Mingo's going to be all right. This I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to get he's going to get blasted off the line, sure and your yards per carry is going to skyrocket in the opposite direction. By the way, we were the same ones that told you you guys got a good player in Jabal Sheard. So we've we've been pretty consistent through through the years on this, like telling you good guys and bad guys. Mingo's Listen, not good. Maybe he's, he's no off work. His, the app game or whatever he's doing on the oh, side. The strip sack game. Yeah. I, I listen. I last. I I'm not saying he's uh, you know comes to New England and now he's an All Pro. I just love the fact that Mark gets uh, personally offended when I when I say that he's gonna he he started off hot and he's gonna continue that streak. I'm just being optimistic here, Mark. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it. Um, it, it there's um, Luke. You're gonna fall, and the fall is gonna be as hard as one Ru- Rufello Phillips. So I'm just trying <laughs> to prepare you. Sean's <laughs> just bad. Who's your if there's one thing Rue don't know, it's pass rushers. I already said. Listen up. I already said it's the skins. Thank you. Okay. Mark, what are your thoughts? I like the Giants and the skins. Uh, this year I'll take the skins. I think they are uh, I think they made more or less anything. They, they got Cousins playing on a contract year again. He's got to play well. Um, and the big story here for us Browns fan are the Eagles are going to finish last, baby. The <laughs> Eagles are finishing last. And They're going to war pick? with Carson Wentz. Let's go. Enjoy. Broken ribs and all. Let's go. Carson Wentz has been named the week one starter now that uh, Sam Bradford has been traded. What to- a rock fight that was. I'm getting a date on that draft right now. We're throwing a party <laughs> that night. That is so, a rock fight. Super so Bowl. As I mentioned, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is no longer, or I'm sorry, Sam Bradford no longer with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been traded to the Minnesota Vikings after the Teddy Bridgewater injury that sounds like it could be career threatening. I'm, I'm really would like to actually see video of this because uh, it sounds like everybody who saw it was so, it was so gruesome and they were on the verge of throwing up. It was so bad. It, it sounds like it might be very similar to uh, when Robert Edwards tore up his knee in the Sam football game. Because uh, I, I heard it's basically the same injury that um, there, there's a defensive end for Florida State. It's Josh Sweat. You'll see him tonight, um, number nine. He had the same injury as a high school senior and basically was able to play within a year. So it's, it, modern medicine has came a long way from Robert Edwards 10, 15 years ago. So no, allow well, me no. – He's allow me here. Oh, allow me home. here because no, no. I, we literally just <laughs> saw this. I literally watched this today. Rick Spielman and Peter King released the article, and they said the number one reason they got Sam Bradford was because they need him for two years because they do not think he's going to play next year. And right. that's in the Peter King article. And what that's I was fair. trying to I mean, get at. a quarterback's got a plant and everything, whereas a defensive end doesn't really have that that type of movement. 
Well, what I was trying to get at when comparing it to Robert Edwards was not so much the recovery, but because the reports were that if the team doctor didn't react as quickly as he did, and if he didn't react uh, as properly as he did, then there was a potential that Bridgewater may have to actually lose that knee, which I, I, I can't believe in nerve damage. Yeah, so, but we've had so many of those guys: uh, Kellen Winslow, Joe Jurvicius, you know, staff knee reconstruction we know in cleveland you got the clinic you just get there you spend about a couple months you'll be fine you'll be back playing for another team in no time look out for that mercer that's a problem (laughs) so nfc north obviously the vikings are in the nfc north i thought that they were they could potentially win that division with bridgewater under center because that defense is sneakily pretty good probably a top 10 defense but with Sam Bradford there now, I'm not so sure. So I'm going to stick with my original pick of Green Bay coming out of the NFC North. Jerry, what do you think? I'm pretty sure this is the consensus pick is Green Bay. Um, no surprises there. Sean? None here. Green Bay. And Mark? Green Bay got a $180 to win 100 in Vegas pending. <laughs> And I love it now. <laughs> yeah, Jordy Nelson's healthy. He'll be that back for week one coming Horrible off that torn ACL. Uh, Randall Cobb should hopefully see some more, you know, not not as uh, not as much attention as he did last year. And then hopefully that softens everything up for Eddie Lacy. But I will say a curious move out of out of Green Bay was cutting their all pro former all pro guard Josh Sitton out of nowhere. Um, I, I like to. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes with that. Now, uh, why is it curious when when Belichick does it? You said more than anyone. Yeah, you you say trust the process, and then another team does it, and it's curious and doesn't make any sense. Well, because when Belichick cut Logan Ryan's or traded Logan Ryan, or I'm sorry, Logan Mankins, Mankins. I, I wasn't saying trust the process with Logan Mankins. I was questioning it actually. So um, I don't think that I don't think they won Belichick, the Super Bowl though, right? Was it the right Was it the right move looking back now, Luke? Looking back on it, uh, I mean, Jonathan Cooper's there starting now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was. You know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, I just think that Belichick's made a lot of questionable cuts, and I really think Belichick, the GM, is not as good as Belichick, the coach. But that's my personal thought on that. Because as you mentioned, we had Rashad Caldwell and and Doug Gabriel as our top two quarterback, our wide receivers in Tom Brady's prime back in like 2005. So, you know, he wasn't the GM at the time. He only was. Um, yeah, but I'm sure he had he had plenty of say back then. Yeah, he was running the show. There's no doubt about that. So Green Bay's coming out of the NFC North here, the Never Ending Glory podcast. NFC South, Mark, what are your thoughts? NFC South, man. I mean, Panthers, done deal. Panthers, Bucks will be a solid, and they'll move in the right direction. Saints are getting older. Falcons, who knows? But their Falcons are so bad on defense. Give me the Panthers, automatic, done deal. Yeah, I'd I love agree to the pick pay. another time. I'd love to pick another team myself. I, I, you can't look at the schedule and be able to do it. I think you have to go to the Panthers again. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I, they got I, they got the David Garrard of quarterbacks and Cam Newton. He's just <laughs> he's this guy that gets fantasy stats and he gets commercials. While Garrard didn't get um, any of that, I can't name one commercial <laughs> David Garrard was in. Other than you didn't see like the used car subs- dealership that he did in yeah, Duval like County. Sub sandwich Duval County again. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to back that up with the Panthers. I think they're a double-digit win team this year and, and going to take the South. Okay. I like Panthers, too. Uh, another one of those um, unanimous picks here. I just don't see any way. The Saints' defense is terrible. 
the Bucks defense isn't great, and their offense is really kind of turning into what looks like it could be a solid offense. And Matt Ryan's still the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, so they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, NFC West, Mark, I'm going to start with you because I know you got some uh, blazing hot sports takes here about a certain team that you don't like. The Cardinals are going to win the division. Seahawks are tough. I like Tyler Lockett making some moves in a different. This is an intriguing division. The 49ers are absolutely awful. They have the worst defense coordinator that God's ever created. His name's Jim O'Neill, <laughs> and you'll hear more about him. He'll get fired. He'll be on the streets in a year. But I want to get to the Rams. Can we please, God, just keep in mind that during hard knocks, Jeff Fisher always talking about is that he's t- he doesn't want to be nine and seven. He doesn't want to be seven eight and, and nine. S- yeah, yeah. I don't want to be nine and seven. I don't want to be ten and six. I want to be up there, dude. Newsflash, Jeff. You have the Seahawks in your division, and you have the Cardinals in your division. You're not getting in the top two in your division, dude. So pipe down, Jeff, and just ride number 30 and see if you can get your seven to eight wins and try to go back into the draft next year. And it's not like Jared Goff's going to help you out. So, Sean, take it from here. That coaching staff is so bad. Their best coach they haven't shown in like three episodes is Mike Singletary. Winky isn't bad as a QB coach. Their offensive coordinator doesn't exactly light a fire. Matt Borkus or whatever the hell his name is. Boris. And they allowed Todd Gurley and Alex Ogletree to get into a fight where guys <laughs> laid and rolled on top of them. I want that to let this thing. He doesn't let Todd Gurley get touched in practice yet. They showed multiple clips of him getting hit to the ground. And then he allows a fight to happen, stops it. And then has a 20-minute dissertation on how they can't get reps in because of fighting, yet he's still talking. He's still talking during that time. And then they also have a a quarterback now that is a third-string quarterback because the kid from Oregon State, Sean Mannion, just might be better. Because Jared Goff doesn't know how to take a snap, doesn't know how to take a drop, doesn't know how to survey the safeties and and read the field, and then make quick decisions. Everything has always been shotgun and and right in front of him. He doesn't know where the sun rises and the sun sets. He doesn't know how to call a play. And his (laughs) body is, is two years away from being worthwhile. This team is a disaster, but they've got so much damn talent. They've got a couple, you know, Decent linemen, and then defensively, Aaron Donald's a beast. Sims is a beast, and Quinn is is a monster. So their front seven is is right there with any team, and they got a decent enough secondary. And then they obviously have Gurley. Oddly, I just think they're seven and nine, eight and eight. I, I don't see how they get above that. My pick is Seattle with Arizona right there, an obvious wild card pick themselves. Jer, what are your thoughts on uh, – you got any, got any hot sports takes about the L.A. Rams? The Let's LA, hear the coaching take. The hot, the hot take about the Rams is like the shock of watching your number one running back get into a fistfight on the practice field is completely asinine. If you have control of your team, you do not let an asset get involved with anything. That is their for- number two receiver flipped the go kart on the way to practice, <laughs> and they showed it and laughed about it. The mismanagement of this squad is so laughable. I, I don't even know where to begin. It's, they're caught it, up in that LA. They're caught up in the LA girl scene. They're, they're you can tell. They're, there's some wandering eyes. Well, on that they're, they're in Irvine, which is you know that's outside of like the the. Um, Hard knocks is, is bringing them in on buses. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true, but. As far as the women folk go, I think we saw what happened when one guy tried to bring a, his, his chick in, 
and he you got was cut. Let go. He got let go. Yeah, for sure. But I think you the still mis- get out on the street. The and coaching poems written for you. The coaching mismanagement is completely disturbing. The guy, the best group on that team is their linebacking core because of their their coaching staff. Uh, I love anything Mike Singletary does when it comes to, like individual workouts and you know the, the subtleties. But when he comes to like managing a game and things like that, I don't. That's not for him. And I kind of feel the same way about Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher is a, a pretty good secondary coach who came up through the ranks and then became a head coach with the uh, Tennessee Titans or the Oilers at the time. Um, I don't know how well he runs a team. It seems like he's just kind of lucked out with what his talent levels have been around him and have kind of kept him in that middle range where you don't get fired but you don't really get what you want. It's not like he's like the most highly paid court, uh, um, coach. Excuse me, highly paid, you know, head coach in the league. He doesn't have the most highly paid uh, staff members in the league either. This might be the season that makes or breaks him as a coach because guess what? You're now in L.A. You're not being hidden in the middle of, of America in St. Louis. And you've got some pretty r- ridiculous talent at tailback, middle linebacker, and supposedly at quarterback. We'll see. I mean, Case Keenum is only going to get you so far, but you got to get that kid going uh, a little bit faster than what Jared Goff's at right now. Like you said, mm-hmm. the guy can't even call – you know, a five word play. And Boris is not doing him any any favors by you know, you it's hear, over. You hear it's make these call you hear make these calls and they're it like never started they're like, for them. They're it's like nine words long and like that's a hard transition for a quarterback to go from like a spread up tempo offense in college where they look at, you know, like play cards that have like a picture of Jessica Simpson on them and that means to do to do this to having to call each individual protection and like checks and stuff like that. It's just that's a tough transition. So you instead of a seven-word really play, you, you talking about uh, the quarterback situation in L.A. That was brutal. Oh my goodness, Case Keenum and Jared Goff—they suck. We yeah, know it. It's, yeah, it's terrible. I, and I got two words. That's not going to get you double-digit wins. What you need to win the East, or I'm sorry, the West is double-digit wins. Mm-hmm. Instead of the Great. nine-word play, I got two words to solve everything we just talked about. Tom Coughlin. Done over with. Give that D line over to Mr. Tom Coughlin, and we all know what Tom Coughlin does with the D line. And you don't have to worry about guys crashing go karts with Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Wait, don't, are you that advocating don't fly. a seventy-four-year-old man being the new head co- coach in Los Angeles, California? Absolutely, one hundred percent. He did wow. New York. He did. You won't New get York. those blistering takes anywhere else, but the never. He did in New York. York. He did in New York, Mark, and I know Lou Grilly likes him. Mark, I have a concern though about Tom Coughlin. It's he's going to die. It's his a. You could die. It's his skin. You can't be out there without SPF oh, yeah. protection. His that is skin, skin cancer waiting to happen. Is, They're going to have to guys, pick out extra you insurance guys, claim on that. You guys, come on now. He'll the man will be there. coaching in a burka. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, Tom give you one of those like beak seat keeper suits. <laughs> All right, I need to wrangle. I need to. I need to wrangle everybody. Okay, in real well, quick. So my pick Jerry, is no my joke. Pick, my <laughs> NFC West pick is actually the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and to go into my wild card, it's Seattle. Uh, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be probably a one game series. So. Um, I, I agree with you, Jer. Arizona's my team, but I'm going to jump on the blistering hot sports takes with LA real quick. I think the biggest issue with that fight is not only was it Todd Gurley fighting Alec Ogletree, who are argu- arguably your two best players on the Rams, but how about the cheap shot laid out by Ogletree on, on Gurley? And obviously we didn't see the whole story, but that was a blatant cheap shot that... How about this? That was on Benny Cunningham. Oh, you're right. It was on Benny Cunningham. It was, it was on, right. on Benny Cunningham. It was yep. on Gurley. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Anyways, but either way, that, that's a blatant cheap shot from Ogletree, which is just like, why would you do that to your own teammate? And if you, especially if you're a leader of that defense, 
Uh, again, we didn't see the whole story. There could have been something else that happened there. But uh, either way, uh, that team is just – it's in shambles. And I just think that Jeff Fisher just needs to go away for a while because – Who you he, got in the division, Luke? If in the you division, don't like the Rams. No, I'm going Arizona in the division. That I think it's uh, – I think that Seattle's lost a little bit too much of that depth that they've been relying on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So um, I like I like Arizona winning that division, probably getting you know 12 wins. Um, and then I got Seattle – as one of my wild card picks, Seattle and the Giants are probably my my choices for the two wild cards. Just because I think that you know, in the East, the Redskins and the Giants are pretty close. Um, so I'm gonna I'm right with you. I think I have, I have Seattle and the Redskins as my wild card. Okay, and uh, Sean, I think you had you said that you had Arizona as one of your yeah, wild card Ari- teams. Arizona is one. I struggle on the six. I actually think it's going to be one of those last two weeks of the season type things with like mm-hmm. four teams still in it. The only hope that the L.A. Rams have of not going eight and eight is if Jeff Fisher dyes his mustache and hair, goes hardcore black, like Raven Black, Dorn Daddy Dollar style, and <laughs> tries to throw it back to the good old days of the late twenties, early thirties. That's their only hope. I highly doubt that it'll happen. That said, my six pick. The Minnesota Vikings. I hate it, but they're the the best defense. They got the one thing that that some of these other teams just don't have um, in in kind of an elite group or a semi-elite group in defense, and then obviously Adrian Peterson. So I'll go with them, but very reluctantly. I think there's an NFC South team. I just don't know which one, and and maybe the Giants, although I'm not sold on them. I actually think the Cowboys could be in it as well. Really? Cowboys, so led by Dak Prescott for most of the year, you think he can actually get it done? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Mark, what's your what are your two picks for wild card? Uh, I like uh, the Seahawks. Automatic there, and uh, man, the Vikings or the Giants. It's a flip of the coin. Uh, I don't like that the Giants have a new coaching staff, um, but even more so, I don't like that the Vikings have a new quarterback. And you know, Sam Bradford's going to get injured. He always gets injured. So. I will take the New York football Giants as my second wild card. So, Sean and Mark and Jerry, while I have you guys here, uh, you know, obviously the Vikings gave up a 2017 first and a 2018 fourth round pick for Sam Bradford. So, Sam Bradford is now the second quarterback that's been taken number one overall. That's been traded twice in his career. Carson Palmer was the first, went from Cincinnati to Oakland, and now in Arizona, obviously. Now Bradford's gone from the Rams to the Eagles, and then less than, what, two years later, he's in Minnesota. So was that compensation too much for Sam Bradford, especially if you are a contending team? Unequivocally, it's too much. They still have to add guys next year, Mm -hmm. and now they have literally no shot until, what, the 50-plus pick? Um and I, I I can't believe that you couldn't have got Bradford for a second. I mean, what were the Eagles? Are the Eagles going to say no? So so what are the Eagles going to do? They still don't have a first rounder when the draft is in Philly now. I, I I mean, it was a no brainer for them. But at the same time, I think you have to push back a little bit if you're Minnesota. I, I think you know what's the difference between Bradford and Josh McCown? Other than you don't have to give a first, you could probably have gotten him for a third or a fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was waiting for the the call to come into Cleveland, and, and we would hear about it. You know, Josh McCown to the Vikings for a third rounder, and we're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, didn't happen. I was a little bit shocked, like you said. I thought they overpaid a little bit. Now maybe maybe they just think that, like like you mentioned earlier, 
that this is more of a two-year rental, I guess, more than a one-year rental. So maybe they thought, our window is this next two years. Let's kind of overpay a little bit. Because Josh McCown, let's be realistic, he could die on the field this year. We all know that. We've, we've seen him play in Cleveland and take the hits that he's taken. And he's, what, 37? Uh, Bradford's obviously still young. He's shown talent in the past. Obviously, the injury questions are the major the major red flags with him. Uh, so maybe they just think that Bridgewater's not going to be ready for the beginning of 2017 as well, and that Bradford's under contract for a you know a pretty re- reasonable deal for a starting quarterback for the next two years. And and I guess that's really the only avenue I can see or scenario I can see Minnesota saying that hey we'll give up a first round pick. And also the issue is is supply and demand at the time. Bradford is a huge drop off from the quarterbacks available after Bradford and the timing's terrible for the Vikings because they want to get this guy in as soon as possible and get him comfortable with the playbook. If they wait until, you know, like week three or something like that and they hope the price goes down, then Bradford's gonna come in and be way behind the eight ball. So at that point, it's it's not gonna be a lost season, but you know, the, the Vikings pretty much had to make that move now and and the um the Eagles held all the cards. I think that's what it, simply what it came down to. So I'm sure the Vikings really only wanted to give up a twenty seventeen second, but the Eagles weren't gonna budge and they had no reason to. Um so I agree though, overpayment, but I just think it's it's just one of those moves that you gotta make in order to keep your team competitive. And while I don't love the uh well, I don't love the the return and what they gave up for him. I just still think that he'll make the team better this year and next year than a player like Josh McCown would. Um, But going into the NFC champions, I think that my NFC champ pick is going to be the Packers. I just have a feeling that um, Aaron Rodgers is going to have one of those MVP bounce back seasons. He's just going to dominate. I'm hoping that that offense is just electric yet again. And uh, for that reason, I'm going to go with Packers as my number one. Jerry, what do you think for, for the NFC champion? Uh, I, I'm going to actually back you there and go Green Bay over Carolina. Um, I okay. think I think with all the weapons they have back and Eddie Lacy, you know, losing a little bit of weight, hopefully that pans out for a, a better offense for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's still the best quarterback in the NFC, bar, bar not. Sean, what do you think? I got Seattle. I just physical. Um, I, I like the Packers, though. I, I think a three-team race there um, in the NFC. I just – I kind of like the way it lines up for for Seattle. Um, I don't know that they were the, they weren't better than Carolina last year. They just ran out of a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So Seattle, um, do you see them as being one of the top two teams in the uh, division? Or I'm sorry, in the conference? Well, yeah, I got them winning the division. I yeah, I, I see them as. So you a think they'll be seat. a one? So you think that they'll have the home field advantage? If they finish, obviously, that you think they'll have the bye. Um, I'm just saying because obviously they play so well at home and they do kind of struggle on the road. Uh, they almost lost to Minnesota on the road last year, so I think I think them getting yeah, but I don't put a lot of stock in that game. It, it, that was a funky game weather wise. Um, right. Maybe it's because I look at the second half against Carolina where they did whatever the hell they wanted. Um, yeah. Now some of that is Carolina got up so big, so you had to get to that point. I just. Something I just I really like Seattle this year, um, and I think you know their window's starting to close. But this this might be the the last year, so it might be kind of a go for it all type situation. Mm-hmm. Mark, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll take the uh, I like the Cardinals out of the NFC. Uh, I don't know. I 
the reason I don't like Seattle is because I think they're not as physical as once they, as what they once were. Even with Marshawn Lynch, you know, they don't have that where they're going to set the tone and physical nature. But I like the Cards. I think they got more physical. We all forget that they got Chandler Jones add to that pass rush. Mm-hmm. They get a hel- they, Tyron Matthews healthy. He's back. So, I mean, I like what they're doing there in Arizona, and Bruce Arians can call some plays. Physical running back, no more Chris Johnson. I'll take the Cards. Okay. All right, yeah, David Johnson is going to be huge to that. Obviously, he's been getting a lot of play this year in not only uh, NFL circles but also fantasy circles. So we'll see if he can actually live up to the hype after his trial last year in his rookie year. Um, but let's check out Super Bowl champs. So, uh, Mark, I want to hear, do you think the Cardinals can take it or do you got the Patriots coming out of the AFC or coming out of the AFC to win the Super Bowl? I got the Steelers coming out of the uh, AFC. Oh, I'm sorry. I have, yep. I have Cardinals-Steelers. I like the Cardinals. Rematch. I I do. I, I, yeah, rematch, you're right. I, I think the Cardinals can beat the Steelers this year. I always like the, the, the defensive team, really, in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'll take the uh, Cardinals over the Steelers. Okay. Jerry, what do you think? Super Bowl, I actually have. It'd be great if he picks two teams that aren't even that he didn't pick earlier. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I went um, Colts over <laughs> I'm trying to think of another team. Uh, Colts over the Oilers. Let's go that. <laughs> no, I actually have Green Bay winning it all this year. I think Green Bay is going to come out of the NFC and they're going to win it over the pa- the Patriots. Okay, Sean, I've got another Super Bowl rematch. You guys might have heard that Jerome Bettis was from Detroit uh, back when that Super Bowl was in was in effect. Reversal of fortunes here. I got Seattle over the Steelers. Okay, and I'm going to roll with my hometown Patriots getting it done. I think that their Homer. window is closing as well. Of course, I'm a homer. Um, you know, I I just think that they're going to have that, as Mark loves to hear me say, the fu attitude all season. And uh, you know, Brady Brady's got. I'm going to say this year, next year, then he's done. Even though he wants to play until his arm falls off, I think eventually he's going to realize uh, he's he's got to hang him up. But I think he's got one more Super Bowl left in him. That he's got a hot wife. <laughs> I think the defense is still good enough overrated. to get it done. I agree. What? I think she's actually very overrated. What? I do. Oh, I agree. She's Did overrated. you watch the Olympics? That's another podcast. This is another podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. I move on. I can move do on. I wish we could pick our team to win the Super Bowl. Move on before I vomit. <laughs> so, lightning round here. We're going to go with the uh, awards for this year. Offensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Adrian Peterson. I think that they are going to rely on him so much more now that Sam Bradford's under center. He's won the AP Offensive Player of the Year before, and I think he'll do it again this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a 2,000-yard season in his 32, age 32 season, I believe he is, uh, this year. So, Jerry, who's your Offensive Player of the Year? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's got all his weapons back. Time to go. Okay. Sean? Uh, Antonio Brown. Ooh, the, the the wide receiver. Very rarely do we see that, and uh, I, I think, think that I think he's got a legitimate shot for two thousand yards, and that's that's the angle I'm going with that. I I think Rogers. It, it, it burst and picked him. I would have taken him, but uh, I'll I'll be a touch contrarian here. And Mark, uh, I will. Uh, and since Rogers is already off the board, I'll take Gurley. Todd Gurley. Okay. What I hope that's. I hope that's the case because, uh, as we all know, uh, he was my third overall pick. So Mark gets first pick on defensive player, and you can't. Let's let's do this where you can't pick the same guys. Okay. 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 All right, Mark. Who do you got? Defensive player. Let me get on that JJ Watt train. Okay, JJ Watt is going to be available for Week One. It sounds like. Yep. So that back injury is not going to shelf him at all. So JJ Watt should be right up in the 12, 13, 14 or more sacks. Uh, I like that pick, Sean. 
Khalil Mack. Anchoring the Oakland defense, Khalil Mack. Um, okay, Burris? Uh, you guys both took my top two, so I'm going to go Aaron Donald, L.A. Rams. Ooh, nice pick. They're going to have to make the playoffs, though, and much of the chagrin of Jeff Fisher and his gray mustache. Yeah, he's a he's a top ten defensive or not just defensive player. He's a top ten player in the league, but I don't know if he could actually win defensive player of the year. But you, I, yeah, I think it's worth noting. My all top of two. these guys have to make. All three of these guys have to make the. Any one of them has to make the playoffs to win this award. So right. interestingly, we took three teams that are those fringe playoff teams. So I actually like how we we've laid this out. All three of these guys are like you know the top one hundred players. These are like yeah. top ten guys, but they're not. You know, now, now Luke's going to pick Dante Hightower or something. Go ahead, Luke. <laughs> Jamie Let's Collins. Um, I would it. love to pick Jamie Collins or Dante Hightower, but I can't. Chandler I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, a team that I expect to make the playoffs uh, and win their division. I'm going to go with Tyron Matthew coming off that torn ACL. Oh, Luke, and, and dominating in the secondary this year. Luke, it's tough. Luke, you could have took Luke Keekle. You could have took Keekle from uh, Keekle. I could have. That's the guy there. I could have. I could have. But I think that Matthew, you know, he got that big contract this offseason, even with the torn ACL. Um, I just think he's he's a dominant player, and I like him as my defensive player of the year. All right, all right. Take that. Um, okay, so offensive <laughs> year. That was like a little porn. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. I'm gonna steal this one from you guys, and I'm happy I got the first pick. I'm t- taking Zeke Elliott, Dallas Cowboys. Jerry? Ooh, I mean, who do you take after that? Then there Offense, is no one. Yeah, we we really, have to buck the trend on this one. I, I, think I, don't, I actually don't think we should allow anybody else unless you want to make a compelling case. There, it's not even a first of all, offensive rookie of the year never goes to wide receiver. B, there's no starting quarterbacks for anybody that are any good that are, that are going to be true rookies. I think it is Zeke Elliott, and just close the book right there. Agree. Okay. You guys agree? So Zeke Elliott, he he's the he's the man. The he only one that can make an odd case for would be Sterling Shepard, but I, I don't even want to bother making no, that case. No. Derrick Henry would be too in my book, but it's not even quite yeah. close. Marco gets hurt. Yeah, that's fair. So who's number? So there's number one, and then there's you know then there's everybody else. So I, I agree with that. Um, so Mark, why don't you start off with defensive rookie of the year? This is a tough one. I mean, defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he's got to be on the right team. I don't know here. I, I don't know. Sean, who do you got here? I, I want to you know, shout out to my Knowles brethren. I want to say Jalen Ramsey. I just don't like picking um, secondary guys. Um, I, you yeah. know, a guy getting a lot of buzz is Miles Jack, oddly enough. But here's the thing. Here's I was thinking about that. I was watching that film that NFL tweeted about Miles Jackson, a stud. He made these five tackles that were eight yards down the field. It remind me of Dequell Jackson. If I had to pick one of these guys on the Jags, and it's probably who I'm going to pick for defense rookie of the year, it's uh, it's Fowler Jr., Dexter Fowler Jr., who is actually a rookie this year. He's playing defensive end. Oh, he's playing he awful off, for them. Dude, he could come off the edge and get eight sacks. You get eight sacks, you're getting the rookie of the year. Defense rookie there. Well, here's what I'll say: If the Jets make the playoffs, Darren Lee is going to be a big part of it. I'll take Darren Lee. Sure, that's true. The guy I was going to say, you know, reminds me of myself as a player is Carl Nassib, but he's not going to win rookie of the year. Oh my god! Hey, Bert, I, I, you remind I think, me of Mingo. 
on, on the <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little phone action, that's fine, whatever. No, I think Joey Bosa's got a he's as good a candidate as any. You know, he gets I, Oh, he hasn't played he hasn't played football in how long? He, wait, he was just trashing the Chargers I was. 35 minutes ago. <laughs> I was, but like, I don't think there's a, a, an absolute standout defensive player. Just admit you're drunk and we'll move on. <laughs> Actually, I, I changed my, my pick. I, I agree with Jerry 100%. Joey Bosa's a stud. Ship it, seal it. He's awesome. Done so we're going all that Ohio means, State right now. That means I don't need, has hey. to change his mind. Hey, let me help you guys out and remind you something here too. Barry Sanders got signed Thursday. They played Sunday. He knew four plays. He had he had like ten carries for he eighty some yards. Those, Didn't matter. He knew those Tecmo Bowl plays. Dude, when you're a stud, you're a stud. Give me Joey Bosa. Running back. Running plays. All right, we're gonna run up, and then we're gonna run down, and then we're gonna run left twice, and then we're gonna direct snap it to you. Hey, Joey, see quarterback, kill quarterback. LT Super Techmobile. Done deal. Yo. All right, so uh, so Joey Bosa now to Mark and Jerry. We'll we'll allow it. Um, I'm just going to go with Miles Jack just because I, I honestly defense is such a crapshoot. I I have trouble projecting defenses, and and Miles Jack seems like he's in a good opportunity down there in Jacksonville. Uh, and that's a great it. name, and he sounds like he should be a lounge singer. <laughs> <laughs> so we are. Uh, very interesting take, guys. Uh, you know, some good discussion about the divisions and obviously the conferences and who we pick for the uh, Super Bowl champion. Um, any last final thoughts on the NFL season before the kickoff on Thursday night? I have three open bets in Vegas. I have the Jaguars to win the division. How about that, Jerry? I have the Chargers on in like plus six hundred to win, oh, and I have the Packers. So those are. Uh, I'm hoping for some <laughs> lunches shots. across Northeast Ohio. Yes, so we'll see. But that Packers, ooh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't have a catchphrase like Mark does there, so I don't know what to finish on. <laughs> All right, I don't well, have uh, one either. I need one. <laughs> send, send, send me one via email. Hit him up with the email, Luke. Yeah, send, send us some emails with uh, your, your different ideas for catchphrases. Right now, yeah, is uh, the leader <laughs> in the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I mentioned, NFL season's. Kicking off here on Thursday night, rematch of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. We got the uh, the, the Broncos hosting the Carolina Panthers. We're excited for it. Um, be sure to keep an eye on us uh, all throughout the whole NFL season as we give you uh, recaps of the, the week prior and, and obviously what you can look forward to in the week coming up in, in fantasy and NFL all things fantasy and all things NFL. And uh, we'll be recording an, another podcast. So we got a lot of content uh, the week leading up to the NFL season. So Rate be us sure on iTunes. Give us those ratings. I need five stars. We're five-star recruits. We deserve the ratings. Let's go. <laughs> of course. So that is Never Ending Glory Podcast, four separate words uh, in order to find us. Don't confuse us for the, the religious show. Um, that that not religious about this. If you look up Never Ending Story, that's an 80s movie with a giant flying also dog. Also, Great five star movie, not us giving hot The Quicksand scene is tragic. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, way to go, Sean. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, this is episode, uh, like I said, keep an eye out for episode 23. Uh, we'll be talking all things fantasy football coming up here in the next few days uh, for the Never Ending Glory podcast. We are signing out. Thank you very much for taking a listen. Yeehaw! <laughs> Cut the music. Yeehaw!